Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're so glad that you've joined us and hope that you'll share these with those that you know and love. Let's now take a moment to prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful music. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As most of you are aware, our readings for these daily devotions come from the daily lectionary that we use here at Church of the Palms. Each day brings a collection of five or six readings that include one or two psalms, an Old Testament text, a gospel text, and an epistle text. Well, today, two of the texts that we have to choose from are notable in that they appear to stand almost in opposition to each other. One gives promises of God's protection, and the other is a lament from one who feels that God has offered no protection. So let's take a look at these two texts. The first that comes from Psalm 91 and then followed by the words of Job that we find in chapter 7. Hear the word of God. From Psalm 91, You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and defense. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. 
because you have made the Lord your God your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Those who love me I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. And then these words from Job chapter 7. Job laments and says, Do not human beings have a hard service on earth, and are not their days like the days of a laborer, like a slave who longs for the shadow, and like laborers who look for their wages? So I am allotted months of emptiness, and nights of misery are apportioned to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I rise? But the night is long, and I am full of tossing until dawn. My flesh is clothed with worms and dirt. My skin hardens, then breaks out again. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and come to their end without hope. Remember that my life is a breath. My eye will never again see good. The eye that beholds me will see no more. While your eyes are upon me, I shall be gone. As the cloud fades and vanishes, so those who go down to Sheol do not come up. They return no more to their houses, nor do their places know them any more. Therefore I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, any pastor will tell you that one of the privileges and I suppose one of the perils of pastoral ministry is the invitation that we receive to walk with people on the sacred paths of their journeys. And every path is different. Every person's relationship with God is different. Every person's experience of life is different. Every person's experience of God is different. And the stories a pastor hears about these paths and journeys turn out to be very different as well. One person may say, like the psalmist, that they prayed for God to bless and protect them, and sure enough, they felt themselves blessed and protected. Another person may say that they prayed for God to bless and protect them, and like Job, felt utterly abandoned by God. One person give thanks, gives thanks that God spared them from a close accident, and another person falls on his knees and asks God why he was not spared the diagnosis of stage four cancer. And it's not uncommon for us pastors to get asked, well, pastor, which is it? Does God protect us or does God not? Good question. And the Bible appears to have somewhat of an answer. And the answer is yes. Yes, we dwell in the shelter of the Most High and in the shadow of the Almighty. And yes, there come those times when the cruelties of life and mortality are visited upon us. 
Jesus was witness to this. At his baptism and transfiguration, a voice came from heaven that said that Jesus was God's beloved Son, with whom God was well pleased. And then not long after, Jesus is being nailed to beams of wood, calling out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Which is it? Well, as we said, the Bible seems to say that it's both. Because it seems to me that when we talk about God hovering and surrounding and sheltering, if we're to believe Jesus, then what we're talking about is the love of God, which never lets us go. Love doesn't immunize us from the hurts and humiliations of life. Love carries us through them, though, with love's presence. Job feels abandoned, but that doesn't mean necessarily that Job is abandoned, as we learn later in the story when God appears out of the whirlwind and shows Job that he has been there all along. Anyone who pays much attention to the world of golf will remember several years ago the rise of Heather Farr, a great young golfer on the LPGA Tour, who, just as her career began to take off, was diagnosed with a fast-growing cancer. Heather soon became famous, not as much for her golf play, which was still phenomenal, but for her spirit in dealing with her illness. She met it head-on and spread a contagious and positive spirit among all those who knew her and had heard about her. Sports magazines and talk shows featured her just about every week. And when asked about how she dealt with this formidable disease, a disease to which she ultimately succumbed at the age of 28, Heather would use a couple of golf phrases to describe her approach. She'd say, well, you just have to get a grip and you play through. Get a grip and play through. I might have put it a little different. You play through knowing that you're in the grip, in the grip of love in the grip of God. When the time came for Heather Farr, who should be surrounding her as she took her last breaths, but a group of her fellow golfers praying for her and loving her and helping her get to the other side. You play through in love's grip. James Stewart, the great Scottish preacher, of the early part of last century put it this way when he said, you cannot go through this world with your eyes open and with some degree of sympathy in your soul without realizing sooner or later that one of the crowning glories of the world is the sheer valor with which multitudes of men and women quite unknown to fame are carrying themselves in the face of difficulties calculated to break their hearts. I believe that's true. And what's most true about it is that what carries them and what carries us has always been and will always be the love of God. Let us pray. How grateful we are, O oh God, to dwell in the shelter of the Most High and the shadows of your love. And though sometimes the clouds of life obscure our view of you, 
Help us to believe that in the midst of our unbelief, that there abides behind the shadows the one who will always love us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.